الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا واتقوا الله إن الله شديد العقاب صدق الله العلي العظيم ما دير respected most honorable elders, beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. First of all, we begin by humbly thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for enabling us with this unique opportunity to congregate in His house, to worship Him, to glorify Him, to send salutations upon His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. And we pray that Allah Azza wa Jal will continue to facilitate such opportunities for us in the future. We're only a few days now uh, away from the blessed month of Ramadan, that month in which everybody is rejuvenated. It feels as if we get a sense of our Iman increasing, our levels of Ibadah, our levels of worship increasing. And it's an excellent feeling to have. It's, an, it's a unique feeling, that is, because it only comes around once a year. So anything that comes around, happens once a year, is no doubt unique. However, was the same, or did the companions of the Prophet ﷺ feel the same way? Now the Prophet ﷺ informed us, and the companions, in their statements, also clarified that, they will spend the entirety of the year, they will spend the entire year thinking about the month of Ramadan. Six months or so prior to the month of Ramadan, they would beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would say, oh Allah, grant us life so that we may be able to reach the month of Ramadan. Grant us life so that we may be, be able to experience just one more Ramadan. And when the month of Ramadan would come, you know, they've been, they've been preparing for it for, for six months. You know that something that you've been preparing for that long, you're going to take the opportunity to do as much as you can. You're not going to let a single second of that month go to waste. Then after the month of Ramadan would pass, they would spend another six months just begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of their good deeds and all of the du'as and the prayers that they made in the month. So the entire year, uh, it, it almost revolved around the, the month of Ramadan. It was all about the month of Ramadan. Now, for us, we get the same sort of a feeling, but in a different way. We think about the month of Ramadan as well. But when we think about the month of Ramadan, it's always about the challenges that we're going to face and how difficult it's going to be, how we have to schedule our holidays, how we have to schedule our time off work, right? And what we're going to eat, how long the fasts are going to be, how difficult the fasts are going to be, how hot is going to be. So we think about all of those things. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ, I can say with utmost, with complete yaqeen, after seeing what they have stated, viewing the feelings that they expressed, that they didn't feel that way. They didn't care how hot it was. They didn't care what the weather was like. They didn't care what they had to do. They just focused on one thing and one thing alone. And that was to do as much as they can in the month of Ramadan. 
to experience as much as they can in the month of Ramadan. To spend the entirety of the month in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, it's difficult for us to, uh, to exemplify the companions or to act in the same way that the companions acted because they were khayrun nas. They were the best of people, right? The Prophet wasallam said, khayrun nasi qarni. That the best of people are those who live in my time. Then those that come after them and those that come after them. Now we've come many centuries after the companions. And as each century or as each year in fact passes, it becomes more and more difficult for us to remain grounded. It remains that we have to do that extra bit. We have to do that extra, uh, uh, we have to give it that extra attention. Because we don't have the same level of spiritual capacity that the companions of the Prophet ﷺ had. That they were able to drop everything for, for one purpose and their only purpose was to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to act upon the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ. Now I'm not saying that we don't have the same intentions. We do. And that's the most important thing and I'm going to talk about that in preparing for Ramadan to have the right intention. Go into this Ramadan thinking, you know what? What if this was my last Ramadan? What if? And if I knew, say for example, someone had told you your date of death and said to you that you're going to pass away on the day of Eid. First, you're going to get upset. You're going to start crying a little. I've only got a month or so to live. But once that initial phase passes, then what are you going to do? As a Muslim, as a mu'min, what you're going to do is, you're going to think to yourself, you know what, I've got to prepare for the hereafter. Something that I haven't been doing my entire life, I've just been preparing for tomorrow and preparing for the next week and the next month and the next year in this world, in the dunya, but I haven't left anything for the akhirah. So you're going to spend that next month, I guarantee you. None of you are going to be thinking about work. None of you are going to be thinking about what you're going to eat tomorrow. How difficult the fasts are going to be, oh, what the weather's like. You're not going to be thinking about that. You've got a month to live. You're going to extract as much as you can from this month. Say, so you know what? You're going to ultimately come to the realization that, you know what? The perfect time for me is now. I have the perfect opportunity to please Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said that the time between Ramadan and Ramadan is a forgiveness, a kafara for your sins. The Prophet ﷺ told us about those who seek forgiveness in the month of Ramadan. How merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the month of Ramadan. And you're going to take that opportunity by the reins and you're not going let to it, let it go. But does the coming of death put us in that situation? It's quite sad, isn't it? That only if we knew we were going to die, only then we would benefit from Ramadan and experience that blessed feeling in the month of Ramadan. That's the feeling that the companions had every single year. That's the, the feeling that the Salihin, the pious people have throughout the year. That when the month of Ramadan comes, this is our last month. We're not going to have any more months after this. We might, not, we might never get this opportunity again. And I, I, I firmly believe that that's the best way to come into Ramadan. That this is my last Ramadan. 
Who knows whether I'd get another opportunity like this? So it's important for us to realize that. See, most of us, we, our minds work in such a way that we, we, uh, we tailor our, our life and our faith is somewhat dependent upon an upcoming major event. It's always the case. Our faith is now, we've got an upcoming major event in the month of Ramadan and our faith mirrors that process. That's up and down. Naturally, when it comes to the month of Ramadan, even those who weren't practicing as good Muslims before, they start to practice. Those brothers who were perhaps engaged in illegal, immoral activity before, in the month of Ramadan, that would somewhat decrease. I know, I, I once met a brother, and this was... Um, one of the brothers here from High Wickham, he knows we've got a, we've got a, as is, as we have in the majority of, of, of major towns and cities in the UK, we have a, a lot of our Muslim brothers who are involved in the drug trade, right? Uh, which is, which I've spoken about extensively, that it's the worst type of trade to be involved in. Uh, because you're not ruining your own life, you're ruining other people's lives. Um, and for that, you know, uh, you, you cannot even begin to imagine um, what the, the, the iqab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be that you ruined other people's lives. Now, I was talking to somebody and, and, and it came to the month of Ramadan and, and this particular individual who was, who was a known um, uh, drug dealer and he would, he would come into the masjid and he was there for every single prayer. So I thought this is, someone had told me that, that, that you know, this person is... is is a known drug dealer. And I thought, subhanAllah, you know, he's changed. How amazing is that when that, that change, that transition happens? And, I, and as I was speaking to this brother who had informed me, that subhanAllah, what a beautiful change. He was dealing in the streets now. He's in the masjid praying to Allah, bowing his, his head, prostrating before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, humbling himself before God and asking for forgiveness. And he said, no, 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 well, you know, this brother does that every year. Yeah? He, he, he grows his beard, he puts on a jubba. It's, it's all a, a phase, right? It's all for show. He's, he's become, he becomes a Muslim for this month, and then the, as the day of Eid comes, then everything changes. Then he's back to his old tricks again. And I said, how do you know? How do you know? And he said, well, he does that every single year. That's how I know. I said, but how do you know that this might be that year? This might be that opportunity that, you know, he, he, he takes. This might be that time that something clicks, something changes. And he becomes a different person and he lets that life go. And he creates a new future, a new life for himself. So we must never be that pessimistic, especially with the month of Ramadan. Because we've got to be optimistic of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor. We've got to be optimistic of his mercy. We've got to hope for his mercy. Spend our life like Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. You know, there's a fine line between hope, raja and, and, and khawf, fear. There's a fine line between hope and fear. And he found it. He said, I, I, f I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much that if Allah was to state that everybody created from the beginning of time to the end of time, everybody is going to Jannah except one individual. 
I have so much fear of Allah that I fear that that one person is going to be me. That's Iman. So on the other hand, I have so much hope in Allah's mercy that if he was to state that everyone created from the beginning of time to the end of time, all of you are going into Jahannam. You're going into the fire. Except one, one person. I have hope that that one person is going to be me. That's how we should live our lives. So we should be optimistic as often as we can. And within the optimism, we'll, we'll automatically find ourselves hoping in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and fearing His wrath. So I said, this could be that, the catalyst for that change that that person needs, that, that, that final push to get him out of there. So don't refer to him, and he referred to him as some, as we've heard before, you know, the statement, Ramadan Muslims. These people are Ramadan Muslims, right? If, if that actually exists, I don't know what a Ramadan Muslim is. A Muslim who's a Muslim in Ramadan? I don't know. What he meant is that these particular Muslims who become good Muslims in the month of Ramadan, I said, well, that applies to every single one of us, doesn't it? We're all Ramadan Muslims. Because all of us, we experience a change in Ramadan. That's part of our iman fluctuating, isn't it? Our levels of, of faith fluctuating. That when it comes to the month of Ramadan, automatically we're, we're more inclined to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're more inclined to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. However, what I'm trying to stress upon is that feeling that we have in the month of Ramadan, it should continue. And it should start well in advance. And inshallah, that's what we're going to talk about today. The first thing that we need to have is we need to have the right intention. We need to make the right intention. We need to know what we're doing and why we're doing it. If you make the right intention or you have the right intention in your mind, there's no doubt about the fact that this will be a time of, of, of great spiritual effort and sincerity. Ikhlas. Ikhlas is extremely important. So make a checklist. Say, I'm going to do this in the month of Ramadan. No, you know what? Even if you don't do it, you still get rewarded for your intention. So it's, it's a win-win situation for you. Isn't it? Make your intentions. Write them down. Even if for some reason you don't get to perform them. You're still going to get rewarded because of the mere fact that you intended to do those actions. That's how merciful our Rabb is. So make an intention. You know, if I wasn't reading the Qur'an, I'm going to start reading the Qur'an now. I'm going to make sure I read as much as I can. Make, don't burden yourself. Allah doesn't burden you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that Allah does not burden anyone more than that individual's capacity to bear that burden. So don't overburden yourself. And naturally when we, uh, when we schedule or when we have a schedule, you know, when we know what we're doing, when we're doing it, you know, that sense of, 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 of being overburdened, that goes away because we've got a schedule. We know what to do. We've got a schedule to keep. So do that. Do that. The second thing is that we have to prepare our bodies. Because just, as if, as, just like we prepare our minds and we prepare our spirits, and our soul for this upcoming month that we're going to be spiritual. We're going to do as much as we can. We're going to try to stay away from bad. We're going to try to do as much good as we can. We're going, we're, we're going to try not hurt 
anybody else. In exactly the same way, we need to prepare our bodies as well for what our bodies are going to go through in this month. The Prophet wasallam said, your bodies have a right over you. This, this body that you have, think of it as a vessel. A vessel for you to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you have to use it as a vessel. You have to take care of it. If your life, your livelihood, everything depended on your vessel, and your future depended on your vessel, you're going to take care of it. So it's our duty to take care of our bodies. And in order for us to, to prepare our bodies for the month of Ramadan, we have to start to physically adjust. Physically adjust how much we eat, the intake of food, the quality of food that we eat. This is extremely important and it's often ignored. We continue eating and singing merrily when the month, until the month of Ramadan comes as we were. And then when the month of Ramadan starts, we find ourselves weary, we find ourselves woozy and tired because of our diets. The food that we eat and the quality of food that we eat. The Prophet ﷺ gave us the, example, uh, the, 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 the perfect reason or the perfect way to move forward. 1400 years ago when the Prophet ﷺ, when the companions would tell us, and Sayyidina Aisha is one of them, who states that there was no other month in which the Prophet ﷺ fasted more outside of the month of Ramadan than in the month of Sha'ban, the month leading up to it. He spent almost the entirety of the month of Sha'ban in the state of, of fasting. And that was pre preparing him and preparing the companions. The companions would see that and follow the Prophet's example. Now, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up for those of you who have fasted three days in the month of Ramadan, just the, the Ayyamul Bid. Or two days in the month of Ramadan. Or even one day in the month of Sha'ban, sorry. See, how can, we, how can we prepare ourselves if from one Ramadan to the next Ramadan? In fact, how many of us have even fasted a single day from the last Ramadan up until now? You know, it's, it's a question that we can ask ourselves and it's something that we have to ponder on and we have to reflect on. So how have we prepared ourselves? If we haven't even bothered to fast at all. <coughs> So our bodies are not in the, uh, the shape that they should, they should be in. Another thing that uh, is a modern phenomenon is with regards to all of the medical issues that we have. And we've spoken about this before in terms of the illnesses that we have now. And illnesses that even 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago were almost non-existent or we hadn't heard of them. We have to review, review our, all our, of our medical situations in the month of Ramadan. So if there's something that you're, you're taking, or some type of medicine that you're taking, you review it now. You know, there, there will be people who don't fast or who can't fast physically in the month of Ramadan. They have to take medicine. But find out from uh, your, your doctor. Be careful about that. It's important. You see, your, your bodies have a right. This is what fidya is for. There's a reason, otherwise we wouldn't have fidya. Fidya is when you're unable to fast or people who are ill, who are unable to fast or those who, are, who have reached a certain age who are quite old and they can't fast for them to pay a certain amount to feed poor people every single day. I think the, the amount is five pound a day, isn't it? No. 
So look into that for those of, of you who are unable to fast and for those in your families who are unable to fast. Find out about them as well. Speak to your local imam. Speak to them and find out. If you have any misconceptions, if you don't understand something, ask someone. Ask the people of remembrance if there's something that you don't know, there's something that you don't understand. Ask the scholars. Take this opportunity. The more you ask, you build up that, that excitement and that feeling that you get in the month of Ramadan. Observing voluntary fasts. Observe as much voluntary fasts as you can leading up to Ramadan. Although I should have made, said this a lot earlier. Now we have Ramadan, right here, Adu. This is why the Prophet, you know the Prophet was right. In a hadith reported by Imam al-Bayhiqi, the Prophet said that Sha'ban is a month between Rajab and Ramadan. Much neglected by the people. So this month between Rajab and Sha'ban, uh, Rajab and Ramadan, this month Sha'ban is neglected by the people. In it, all the actions of all servants are raised to the Lord of the Wells. I love that my actions are not presented except that I'm fasting. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ would fast in the month of Sha'ban. And it is a neglected month because we spend this month in a state where we're just constantly thinking about Ramadan, but we're not preparing for it. We're not doing anything uh, to reach it. Number five, increase your Quran recitation. Start now. Don't wait till the month of Ramadan. Start now. Start reading the Quran now, but get yourself into that mode. Get yourself, the, the, the environment is automatically going to be created for you in the month of Ramadan, that spiritual atmosphere that you'll have. But create a semblance of that spiritual atmosphere now. Start doing it now. So when the month of Ramadan comes, you're already in that routine. And it's a seamless transition from Sha'ban to Ramadan for you. Often what happens is, the moon is sighted, the first month of Ramadan, we have a suhoor, and then we're just finding our way. And the first, couple of our, uh, the first couple of days or the first couple of fasts is us just treading lightly. You know, getting ourselves into it. But if we had prepared in advance, then we won't let a single opportunity go to waste once the month of Ramadan has started. The Prophet ﷺ told us that the best of actions are those that are small but consistent. You see, you can give a lump sum of 10,000 pounds in your life to sadaqah and people will say, MashaAllah, he's given 10,000 pounds to sadaqah and never give sadaqah ever again. Or you can get that feeling of giving sadaqah. You know there's a feeling when you give it. There's a, there's a reward every time you give in charity. And that reward is dependent upon your intention, not only the amount you're giving, the feelings that you experience when you give it. So it's better for you if you were to give up £10, £5 every single month for the rest of your life. You're going to get that feeling and, that, and experience that feeling every single month. So the best of actions are those that are, that are small but consistent. And, uh, consistent. In terms of consistency, we have to start performing our extra prayers. And you know, I wrote here, perform extra prayers. And this is something that I wanted to talk about. But you know, inevitably, it comes to a point where we'll just be struggling to read the fara'id. We'll be struggling to read our five daily prayers and we struggle already. And naturally when the month of Ramadan comes, we try to read as much as we possibly can. But see, if you started now reading your five daily prayers, once the month of Ramadan 
starts, you'll already be in that routine. You'll already be getting up for Fajr. You know? You'll already have made time for, for Dhuhr if you're working. For Asr, Maghrib, Isha, you may possibly pray them at the masjid because you're not out of work. Get yourself into that routine now. Start praying now. Don't wait till the month of Ramadan. Now we talk about what if this is our last Ramadan and prepare for it as if it's your last and that's how we start it. But what if we don't even reach the month of Ramadan? How do we know that Allah is going to give us life for the next couple of days so that we can reach the month of Ramadan? We don't even know that. So we have to start preparing for it right now. The month of Ramadan is a month in which we, uh, we give charity in abundance. Most of us, we try to give as much as we possibly can. Start doing that now. Don't wait until the month of Ramadan to start giving in charities. Prepare yourselves spiritually and physically. The most important thing, I believe, is to engage in khidmah. Engage in service. Because those who are in the servitude of the people are in the servitude of their Lord. Those who serve the people serve the Lord. The Prophet ﷺ told us, that Allah is in the servitude of His servant, so long as a servant is in the servitude of the people. Allah protects you as long as you protect the people. Allah puts a cover over you as long as you put a cover over people. So start doing that now. Don't wait until the month of Ramadan comes. Engage in as, in as much khidmah as you can. If you know someone who, who would like to come to the masjid to pray, contact them and say, can I bring you to the mosque to pray? If there's someone who's, who's sick, who's ill, can't fast in the month of Ramadan, that's an opportunity for you and I. It's an opportunity for you and I to go and visit them and gain that barakah and that reward for visiting the sick. <clears throat> now, this is a hadith of Qudsi by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Oh, my servant, I was ill and you didn't come to visit me. He said, Oh, our Lord, how can you be ill? He said, My servant was ill and you didn't go to visit him. And it's important that we start doing or engaging in as much khidmah and service in the servitude of the people as we can. Now, now is the time. Not tomorrow, not the day after, not after Jummah. Now. Make that intention. Start doing those things that leading up to Ramadan, when the month of Ramadan comes, you're, you're, you're completely into it. And you're going to extract as much as you possibly can. You're not going to waste your time dilly-dallying. Focus on your character. Because ultimately, your change comes from within. Change is not the zahir, the, the apparent. You can change your apparel. You can change your, 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 your clothes that you wear and the way people perceive you in terms of how you look. You can put a kufi or a hat on your head. You can tie a turban following the sunnah of the Prophet You can wear clothes that resemble the, the sunnah method of dressing. But it means absolutely nothing if your character doesn't follow suit. If your inner condition and your spiritual self doesn't reflect the outer apparel. 
your batin has to reflect your zahir. So if you, you look as if you're following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, start following the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Become nice to people. Be nice to people. Start serving the people. Focus on your character. Become a kind person. If you swear often, now's the opportunity for you to stop swearing. If you disobey your parents, now's the opportunity for you to start serving them. If you never raised your hands to Allah and cried your eyes out, now's the time to start doing that. This is the opportunity. Now is the time. Not tomorrow, not the day after. Now. Ramadan is a month of change. Let it change you. We have to accept the change first. And we have to consider it to be a good thing. For most of us, when the month of Ramadan comes, we see it as an inconvenience. And that's sad. It shows our spiritual state if we consider Ramadan, this great, beautiful month, this blessed month, to inconvenience us. Oh, now I have to... Ramadan is coming. And we're dreading the coming of Ramadan. I have to organize this and I have to organize that and I've got this work and I've got that work and I've got all of this to, to do and I'm going to be fasting on top of that. How, go, how am I going to do it? We think about the fast being so difficult but as soon as we fast the first day we realize, well, this is not so bad at all. I'm yet to meet an individual who after the first couple of days of Ramadan is still saying, this is too difficult for me. I feel like I'm going to die. I can't do this. I'm yet to meet that person. But I met plenty who say that before the month of Ramadan begins. So what are we going to do? 18 hours, 19 hours. I don't think I'm going to survive. I met plenty of those people. But none who after experiencing the first day even. For most it's like when you ask them and say, how was, how was the fast? How was it? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, it, it, was, it was fine, it was perfect, I didn't even feel it. Why is that? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't burden you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't, you know, overburden you. And it's important for us to realize that. It's important for us to appreciate that. Don't start thinking about how difficult the fasts are going to be. Think about how you're going to make it difficult for the shaitan to, to change you. Think about how, how, how you're going to become a better person. You're, gonna, you're going to become a better version of yourself. You're going to start to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. You're going to engage in as much khidmah as you possibly can. You're going to give as much charity as you possibly can. Start thinking about that. That's, that's the most important thing and that's what we should be focusing on. Think we'll, 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 we'll leave it to that. Inshallah, next week I'm going, I'm going to be talking about Ramadan in history. So after the first couple of days have passed and you're into the groove and we're all into the groove of fasting in the month of Ramadan, we're going to talk about how the Prophet's companions and the Prophet ﷺ spent the month of Ramadan in terms of their activity, physical as well as spiritual, in the month of Ramadan. And it's important for us to understand that. For now, for now the preparations begin. And the preparations are not Oh, we have to stack up our freezers and our fridges with food. 
I'm not talking about that. That type of preparation. That's meal prep. Meal prep can come when it comes. It shouldn't take up all of our thinking, all of our capacity to, to think. We have to, th- we have to start thinking about what we can do, how we can serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how we can become better versions of ourselves, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, start coming to the masjid. Don't wait until the month of Ramadan starts for your first taraweeh prayer to come to the masjid to pray. Start filling up your masajid now. Start praying salah in the masjid now. There should be an increase of people who are, who are already coming to the masjid and start doing that now. Pray as often as you possibly can. Start begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness now. Don't wait to, uh, to seek forgiveness in the month of Ramadan. You don't know when, what your date of death is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Quran and the blessed sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.